UGC. Outdated or essential? Cut through the noise and reveal the truth with our free ebook created in collaboration with VideoWise. Learn proven strategies to encourage customer reviews, leverage email marketing for sales, and boost conversion rate by 9.2%. Download the ebook for free at slash UGC. Don't rush it. You know, have faith that you have a good product or service to offer and trust the process because when you rush your potential customers, you'll lose them. Welcome to Email Einstein, a podcast by Floium. It's time to start honing your inner marketing Einstein. Tune in for the data-driven tips that'll make you a marketing genius. Here you'll find email marketing formulas and tips straight from the brilliant mad scientists at Floium. It's time for your emails to start earning more money. It's time to unleash your Einstein. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Email Einstein. Vera and Elisa here. We are two email marketers at an email marketing agency called Floium. We are so passionate about email marketing and because we love what we do, we wanted to share our insights with you. Floium is one of the fastest growing email marketing agencies in the world. We specialize in providing a premium full service e-commerce email marketing experience for all of our clients. Our service is tailored specifically for your business and it's designed to help increase your online retail revenue by 20 to 50 percent we deliver the right message to the right person at the right moment and that's what we're all about here so uh, we're gonna get started start sending emails that generate revenue on autopilot our step-by-step -step course will show you how to create highly engaging email automations that can add up to 50 percent to your revenue check it out at flowing.com lc Vera, what's new with you? What's going on? I feel like it's been a really long time since we... It has been a long time because I was away for two weeks, even though it didn't seem like because we pre-recorded a lot of podcasts. Yep. But hey, I went to Vancouver Island, had the time of my life, like surfing, biking, kayaking, doing all the fun things. It's actually funny. One of my clients like asked me, hey, where are you going this year? I was like, I'm going to Vancouver Island island and he's like let me guess it's an island close to vancouver and i was like got it <laughs> it's not pretty descriptive but it's a beautiful beautiful part of the country and i think COVID just gave me that opportunity to explore the backyard right because <laughs> awesome. we had all kinds of plans uh we were planning to go to europe to my husband's um sister wedding and everything but that all got canceled. So I'm glad we are locked in British Columbia, the most beautiful province of Canada. I might be biased. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's new and exciting with you, Alyssa? That's awesome. That's really awesome. As a lot of you know, I'm based in Boca Raton, Florida, and it's just hot and humid. And if you're not by the beach or by the pool, then you're inside trying to stay as cool as possible with all the AC. Um, that's really like <laughs> the only thing that my husband and I have been doing. We are also um, just over 15 weeks pregnant. So that's like a big, <laughs> a big life happening. Um, we got we got married very recently and we got pregnant almost right away. So uh, here we are. So I'm just just growing a human. That's exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So soon there will be three yeah. podcast hosts yeah. I guess yeah right? exactly yeah I guess we we kind of <laughs> do have three podcast hosts at the moment although the baby's not really doing a lot of talking at 15 weeks but um yeah it's uh it's definitely a big life change so just getting used to getting used to what my body is doing now with this with this growing human so 
yeah, <laughs> that's the newest. That's exciting, Alyssa. That's exciting. You, you've been busy yeah, lately. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, I'm I'm glad I'm back. I'm glad to be back. We have so much things to share about. And today we will be talking about a very, very important topic, I think. So we'll be talking about the welcome, welcome series. So your first email, your first email communication that you're having with your clients. So, and we've all basically heard how important it is to make a first uh, impression, to make a good first impression, right? But nothing shoots you down faster than like being late for the job interview. That's a bad bad first yeah. impression or eating a lot of garlic before the first date. Well, it's probably not a good idea either, <laughs> especially if you're dating a vampire <laughs> or something. But it turns out that like making a good impression is just as important when it comes to email interactions. What do you think of that, Alyssa? I'm with you on the, the good first impression thing because it's definitely important and people need to get a good idea of what your brand is like. So that first kind of touch point that you have with them is like major key to how they're going to interact with you and how they're going to perceive you moving forward. And basically your welcome series, your welcome emails is your chance to make that first impression a good one. Mm -hmm. But uh, basically, correct me if I'm wrong, but you should be doing those emails. Uh, you should be doing those um, welcome emails. I know that some brands, they don't think it's like important enough, mm -hmm. but we think it's crucial to make yeah. that really good first impression. So to get your creative juices flowing, we'll be talking <laughs> more about like what to say in those emails, what to include in the pre-purchase emails. And uh, basically we'll be talking about like, what should you be talking about. But before we go there, as usually, we have this really cool little pro tip of the week. And Alyssa, tell us, tell us more about this little pro tip of the week. So our pro tip of the week this week is specifically catered to our topic today, the pre-purchase series or the welcome series, whatever name you prefer to call it. So our pro tip is for you to target the emails in your pre-purchase series. So what do we mean by this? During this episode, we'll be sharing lots of information around the kind of content that you should be including in your um, welcome email sequence. But if you're feeling extra creative when you do create this sequence for yourself and for your brand, you can actually target your emails to fit specific preferences or criteria about your subscriber. So an example of that is if you sell men's and women's clothes, for example, you can get information on your subscriber's gender in advance, either in the opt-in method. So like when they fill out that opt-in form, they can select I'm a male or female, or you can even do that in the first email. Um, that's another pro tip that we'll talk about another day, but you can also get that information in the first email. Once you do have that information, the remainder of your flow can be sent based on whether the subscriber is a male or female. So super quick example of that is when we pre-sell content later on in this flow, which we'll talk about in, in a bit more detail. You can pre-sell content that's specifically catered to women. And then you can also create a pre-sell content email that's specifically catered to men. And so you can start to split out your welcome sequence based on information that you know about the subscriber. So gender is one of them, but you can also do it based on whether they've made a purchase before or what kind of purchase they've made before, or if they want to receive content about your product. So if they just want to receive promotional information, there's so many different ways that you can go about this, but I would strongly recommend looking at what makes the most sense for your brand, if anything at all, and starting to target emails 
to subscribers specifically based on who they are or what their preferences are because you'll get a lot more solid feedback and solid engagement from subscribers when you're sending emails that are more relevant to them. So yeah, it, uh, it always basically comes down to sending the right message to the right person. Mm-hmm. And this feature help a lot with like that that part of email marketing. So, but let's go back to that exciting moment when you've got a brand new subscriber. So you've got your first brand new email subscriber. Congrats. You probably don't even realize it, but that's a huge, huge deal. So congrats. And the customer basically came to you ready to learn about your business for like a short, very, very short moment. They decided to zon out everybody else on the web (laughs) and give you their full attention. Guys, that's huge. So if you already have subscribers, if you already have like loyal fans, that's that's huge. Congrats. So now it's basically your chance to take that content and to welcome that person with like open arms through your welcome email series. Mm. Um, it's your basically chance to let them know more about you, about your business, about what they can expect in the mm-hmm. emails and stuff like that. So here are some exciting slash terrifying numbers <laughs> about the welcome emails, about the pre-purchase series. Actually, this number, I was just like shocked by this number. So 74% of new subscribers actually expect to receive some kind of welcome email from you. And this very first welcome um, message that you're sending to your customer, it's actually have four times the open rate and five times the click-through rates of other emails. So that was like shocking to me. And I didn't even realize how much like money you can make with the pre-purchase series. Because in my mind, it was like you can make the money with abandonment card emails or with the discount ones. But Mm -hmm. the welcome series, I was I was actually shocked. Here's one more fun fact. So subscribers who receive welcome emails, they show like long-term engagement with the brand. So on average, they are 33% more engaged wow. and more engaged than people who do not receive those emails. So this pre-purchase series, it's, it's huge. And the biggest takeaway here is that everyone, everyone should have at least some kind of automated welcome emails. And this emails are non-negotiable for like, any brand. If you're hoping to get some results in in the inbox, welcome series or pre-purchase series is the way to go. So what to say in that email sequence, like how to roll out that red carpet to your your customers, to your subscribers. So that's exactly what we will be talking about in this podcast. And Alyssa, um, tell us more about that very, very first email, about that crucial first email that you are sending to your customer. What should we say in that email? Should we do the discounts or not? Give us some some information on the email number one of the pre-purchase sequence. I didn't realize we had so much power in this welcome series. Jeez, I'm like, whoa, did we, did we get <laughs> no all the right content in here? <laughs> no pressure lot. at all. <laughs> <laughs> so um, for your very first email, the welcome email of the welcome email series, there are tons and tons of things that you can actually do with this first email. Typically, we see the sequence starting off with some kind of thank you or an introduction for new subscribers to your brand. You also want to make sure that this initial email gets sent immediately to subscribers after they opt in because you want to take advantage of the fact that they've just opted opted in and they're interested. Hey, I'm here. I'm interested. I want to know more. Make sure that that email gets sent out immediately. This email is kind of 
of your first chance to make a good first impression of the first impression that you're trying to make in the series. <laughs> so this is like your first shot in your first shot. So this is really huge because you really want to hook your subscriber in. And we also tend to see kind of the highest open rate in a welcome series with these emails. So um, you really want to make sure that you're doing your brand justice. A great call to action that we see in these kinds of emails to spark further engagement or curiosity for the subscriber to do more of their own research is really important in this email. The reason for that is you want to encourage your subscriber to actually engage in your brand on their own and figure out more about your brand on their own because the more research that they're doing on their end personally, the more likely that they're going to stay engaged with your brand and probably eventually buy from you. This is the point in time where you start building trust with your subscriber. So when people receive these emails, especially from a new brand that they're not familiar with, they're kind of skeptical. So what you want to do with this first email is you want to start breaking down the doubts that they have, any skepticism that they have, and build trust and start getting them to engage with you on a regular basis. So opening your emails, checking you out on social media, writing reviews, making sure that they're purchasing, staying up to date with new products that you're launching, that kind of thing. One thing that we typically advise against in the first email of the welcome series is to ask subscribers to actually make a purchase. This isn't necessarily because it's like proposing on the first date because they already opted in. So that was kind of the first date, but this is definitely like proposing on the second date, which is still not good practice in the dating world. So we wouldn't recommend that. We also, we've talked about this in a previous podcast. I think it was episode number two, where we mentioned not including discounts like right off the bat when someone opts in. So you don't want to include discounts right off the bat in that first email, because again, you're trying to build trust. And when you're trying to build trust, you don't want to um, ask that person to do anything for you. You just are engaging with them because you want to engage with them and you want them to feel like they're important and you're not just trying to get something out of them. So that's really, really huge for you to establish in this first email. You have tons of time to eventually ask your subscribers to make a purchase with you, especially in this series. Don't rush it you know, have faith that you have a good product or service to offer and trust the process because when you rush your potential customers, you'll lose them for sure. It's also important to note that if your opt-in method offers some kind of freebie, whether it's like like PDF or some kind of blog post or access to a group or something like that, you cannot leave your subscribers hanging. This is like a huge no-no. You must provide the freebie or access to the freebie in the email. And if you don't, you've completely lost the trust of your new subscribers and at that point, you you just have to work on rebuilding the trust if you're ever going to get it back. Um, so that's a really big one is make sure that whatever you promise at the outset or at the forefront, you're going to fulfill that promise and you're not going to leave people hanging. A cool idea that I've actually personally seen many brands do for their first email is a personal note from the CEO of the company, which is really cool, but it's only effective if the note is actually going to provide a level of value to the subscriber or if you're trying to tug on the heartstrings of your subscribers. So if the CEO has like an emotional story or kind of like a touching reason why the brand exists and what they're trying to achieve, if their mission is a big driver of why people um, engage and why they have so many loyal customers. And that's something that's really cool to mention at the at the start. But if you're just writing a note just to write, please don't bother. <laughs> you want to <laughs> present your brand identity in, a, in the most exciting light possible. Um, and so not using this the note from the CEO, the personal note from the CEO as the way to do that, you can find a more 
more fun and effective way to introduce your brand to your new subscribers. So that's the first email. Luckily, your welcome series should not and does not stop with email number one. You have a whole list of opportunities to engage. So for email number two, you now have the chance to tap into the power of your people, the customers that specifically love your brand. So Vera, go ahead and take it away for, for email number two for us. Yeah, thank you, Alyssa. So as you mentioned, you are not limited to one email in mm-hmm. this welcome series. So I would say the more the better, but in this case, it's like probably around six emails is a good good amount to start. But usually as an email number two, we try to send some kind of social proof to our email subscribers. And social proof is huge. It's one of the most powerful drivers of our everyday behavior. And mm-hmm. when your brain makes decisions is basically it looks for cues, right? And the strongest cues are definitely those that we see in other people. So if we see that everyone else is doing it, we're like, hey, I might buy this uh, socks as well or something. So for example, there was a fun, fun study. Um, So when someone on airplane, when airplane passengers were like 70% more likely to order a meal if their neighbors were ordering one. And same works actually with email. Same goes for email email marketing and marketing your products in general. Social proof is the ultimate form of peer pressure that we are trying to use in email marketing. And it is definitely the most um, efficient way to promote your business. So that's why usually in email number two, we try to provide some kind of social social proof. So maybe it will be your five stars reviews. That's probably the the easiest one. So if you haven't leveraged uh, your five star reviews, that's the perfect, perfect place to do that. Before and after, I think we've discussed this before and after us in our podcast number three in the third episode of our podcast. So this are huge as well. And if you don't have good testimonials or if you don't have like good reviews, probably you're doing something wrong because usually like every every business has some kind of like either user generated content or testimonials. And I know that some people even like doing it in a fun way. Um, so for example, Chubby's, I gosh, I love this brand. I yeah, think I've me mentioned too. them like hundreds <laughs> hundred times already. So in their second email of the sequence, they say something like, I checked with our short scientist and the answers uh, was yes, like 10 out of 10 scientists confirmed that our shorts are awesome. So if you don't have like a real, real testimonials, you can do something fun with it. And uh, definitely if you have any like before and after content, it's great as well. Before and after works like a magic. And I'm not going to lie, I love those kind of content. I love this before and after this weight mm-hmm. loss, hair growths, like give me, give me all. I'm sure you've seen like those before and after photos in uh, like Instagram and, and in your email marketing as well. So if you have content like this, definitely utilize it in email number two. You're trying to build the relationship with your customers and you're trying to build the trust with your customers. And the popular mistake that marketers are making is telling about the features of the product, the formula, instead of how the product can actually help you or help their customers or how it already helped their customers in the past. So um, showing your prospects where other came from and where are they now, it's like a definitely great, great way to introduce your customers to the brand. So in email number two, definitely utilize the power of your customers. So let your fans do the talking, let your fans do all the heavy lifting, email number two. So Alyssa, tell us about the the other ways to, to to build the relationship with the customers. What should we tell in email number three? What should we be talking about in email number three? 
So for email number three, we tend to focus on social calls to action and building the community out for your brand specifically. So by this point in email number three, your subscribers have been welcomed into your brand. They've seen all the positive feedback you've had on your brand and the products you sell by other people like your subscribers, people who don't actually work for your company. So they're already excited and they want to get involved, it's still a little too early to be asking for these brand new leads or potential customers to actually make a purchase. So at this point, we're kind of like on the fourth or fifth date which way back in the day, by that point, you probably decided if you want to marry the person. But um, in this day and age, it's still a little too early to propose. (laughs) So now we're like, okay, now what? What do we do next? Well, you do need your date to meet your friends and actually start engaging with them so that your friends and your peers can determine if this is a good fit for you because now you need the outside confirmation that this is the right fit. So at this point, what we do is we call these new subscribers to action by inviting them to join your social communities. It's a great way to capture capitalize on the momentum and the excitement that they have about your brand. And it's also a really good way for them to see what your brand is doing outside of its official kind of (laughs) brand official website and see, okay, what do they look like on Instagram? What do they look like on Facebook? What do they look like on in a blog forum or in a community forum or anything like that? So at that point, you invite them to check all that information out. And it's just a really good opportunity for them to see what you're about when you're kind of like behind the scenes almost. This is a really subtle yet phenomenal way to also make sure that your brand stays at the forefront of your new subscribers' minds. I know Vera mentioned this, I think it was in our very first podcast episode, but a person needs to be exposed to your brand or product multiple times before they actually consider buying. So it's not just a one-time touch point, it's multiple touch points. Whether it's seeing your ad on Facebook three or four times and then going to the website and then actually getting an email and now joining the Instagram page and etc. There's a lot of things that need to take place and a lot of different viewpoints and touch points that need to take place before this person is going to go ahead and make the investment in your brand or product. Encouraging your subscribers to be exposed to your social media accounts is a really great way for them to get the exposure that they need in order to make that ever pending purchase that you're waiting on them making. So for this email, it's just crucial for you to further that engagement and encourage them to engage again on their own accord because it's like they say you can lead a horse to water but you can't make it drink so what you're trying (laughs) to do at this point is you're trying to provide all the resources possible so there is literally no way that they can ever turn around and say well you didn't have a good way for us to engage with your brand it's just not true you've engaged with them tons through email you've now shown them all these other methods of um, engagement all these other platforms that they can utilize for engagement and so at this point they're now surrounded by your brand and things that are related to your brand and so your brand is swirling around in their minds and then the next best thing for them to do is either decide yes I want to move forward and make a purchase for this brand or uh, loyally commit to this brand or you know I've seen enough and I'm out and if at that point they're out you know it's kind of a bummer because you lose a customer but in the same token if they decide they're in they're going to be in for a much longer period of time like Vera mentioned at the very start of this podcast episode you're you're going to have significantly higher engagement from that subscriber and it's going to be higher longer and a lot stronger which is ideal so at this point once you've sent this email out and they start to engage with you on social media you're now at the point in the welcome series where you can finally 
call your subscribers to actually make a purchase for the first time. Vera, what does that look like? What do these emails look like where we can finally ask them to buy from us? Yeah, Alyssa. Well, first of all, I really love your analogy with dating. I love it, love it. So if email number email number three, where you're introducing your customers to social uh, media, it's basically like introducing your new boyfriend to your friends and family. So yep. it's a big, big step. Well, email number four and five, I'm not sure how can I build the dating analogy here because you are basically offering some kind of like promotion or you're doing some (laughs) kind of like discount or something and it's not very typical for the dating world but um, as we discussed before a very popular practice is to be offering this discount right off the bat in the very first email and that's usually not something that we recommend doing and of course it can be a great way to capitalize on your new subscribers interest and get the higher open and click-through rates when you are offering this email this discount in the very first email. But you should also understand that when you're doing that, when your first interaction with the customer is an incentive, you kind of have the risk of immediately devaluing your products in your customer's mind and possibly even like making your customers reluctant to pay the full price for the product in the future. So they will be, if they, if they get this discount from you at the very first email, they kind of expect to be getting those like discounts later on. So that's why we try to offer some kind of incentives in emails number four and number five of the welcome series. But again, that's just like a basic structure that we are using. Obviously, we will take into the account overall brand and overall marketing for the business, but that's just like the very minimum that you can do. So we recommend sending those discounts later in the flow. And these emails are also designed to re-engage and drive the traffic to your store. So here's the few little tricks with the welcome flow discounts. So the first thing that we are trying to do is that we are trying to make customers think that uh, this discount is very like exclusive. So we are trying to highlight this exclusivity. So often instead of having the generic call a code like 50% off or welcome 15 or something, we use this dynamic codes that basically generate a random string of numbers and letters with this code. And it is unique to each and every customer. So I know that in Klaviyo, you can like literally generate unique code for each and every customers. But even if you're using something like simpler, and if you can't generate the unique code, just make it seem like it was like generated, just like put some <laughs> random numbers and letters and stuff like that. So basically, this implies that the discount isn't for everyone. It implies that this discount was generated like specifically for you as a new subscriber. And this little trick can actually really, really help you with the conversion rates. And second big thing is to make Make sure that the discount is a limited time offer. If you don't give any kinds of like deadline to your customers, they will probably not act on your offer. And we've tested it many, many, many times. If you're giving them some kind of like 48 hours deadline or 24 hours deadline or something like that, believe me, your conversions rate will be much better. So if the discount is a limited time offer, you can basically create the scarcity and you can make 
the customers. You can drive the subscriber to make a purchase quickly. So usually we do something like 48 hours. So in email number, in email number four, we say, hey, here's your exclusive discount. You have 48 hours to use it. And if they haven't used it, if they haven't claimed their offer, we will send them the next email, email number five. And it will usually be sent to them in like in like two days or like 40 hours or something like that. And in this email, we will basically remind them about their exclusive offer. So we'll say something like, hey, um, it's been X hours since you received this offer. Um, make sure to use it before it expires. So quick note, though, to clarify, we only send a coupon reminder to those people who haven't bought something yet. So say if person placed the purchase, they placed the order after the email number four, after the email where they actually received the offer, we will make them exit the welcome flow and they will go to a different flow to the post-purchase flow yep. so this flow the pre-purchase flow or welcome flow it only runs until the person purchase something so this is your way to kind of convince them to buy in not a pushy and not a salesy way but more like a friendly and educational way so again email number four it will be a discount and email number five discount reminder if they haven't purchased anything. Okay, Alyssa, what should we do after we've basically offered the best that we have after we have <laughs> offered the discount and they still haven't purchased? Like, what should we say next? So if by this point, your subscriber still has not made the purchase, even after your incredible discount, you've offered them the best of the best, you still have a chance it's not like all is lost. So at this point, it's safe to kind of gather or imply that maybe your subscriber hasn't had enough information around why or how your product would benefit them. Or maybe the thing that they were originally eyeing doesn't really seem like it's worth purchasing right now. So if that's the case for email six, seven, and eight, which again, like Vera had said, you only send if they didn't make the purchase on email number four or email number five, and then they get this the kind of series of these next three emails, six, seven, and eight. But again, six, seven, and eight are kind of conditional on whether a person has purchased at all. So if that's the case and they haven't purchased, then uh, for six, seven, and eight, we include a cross-selling strategy that usually helps shine the spotlight on what your brand does best or the product that you're your brand is kind of best known for. Email number six is usually some form of pre-sell content. What this means is we like to share information around the best-selling product or the product that separates your brand from the other. So if you sell clothes, but your denim for women is like world-renowned and people are obsessed with it and that's what you do the best, then what you're going to do is in email number six, you're gonna create content or have content or present content around why your denim is the best and why people are so obsessed with it. So you want to include information like, how is this product beneficial? Why is it the best? Why is it different from others? How can it improve my life? Why is it worth buying? This is all really extremely valid and helpful information to include in this particular email. A lot of the things that we do in this email is we repurpose blog posts, articles, videos, or any other form of media that your brand has around this particular product that again, will just help shine the spotlight positively on your best-selling product. So then that way you're now kind of pushing people over the edge where they're like, well, I was looking at this, but I didn't realize that they made this the 
best. So maybe I'll try out their best selling product and then see how it goes from there. Anything that you feel like would do the most justice for this particular best selling product will work very well in this email. So once you hit email number six, the other thing that you want to kind of do is at the very bottom, we usually tease a discount that's coming their way for this particular product. So if your subscriber hasn't necessarily purchased by the time they finish reading the reasons why they should purchase this product, they know that they have a discount that they can count on that's coming in the in the following days. Once you finish email number six, then emails seven and eight will kind of come at a later date. And at this point, you'll provide the discount on the item that you mentioned in the previous email. So email number seven acts as the original discount delivery for this particular product. And there are ways for you to kind of create conditions around the discount. As Vera had mentioned, we would definitely recommend always doing a dynamic discount code, but then you can also include restrictions or conditions around that code. Like this code only applies to products that fit in this category or to this particular SKU number. However, it is that Clavio catalogs all your products from Shopify, you would create conditions around that. And so the email number seven is the discount delivery. And then email number eight is the reminder. And again, as Vera mentioned, your discount should have a time limit. So it creates a level of urgency for the subscriber to act fast. Um, And email number eight should only come if the subscriber did not purchase in email number seven. So some little logistics to remember around it, but this is definitely a solid way for you to kind of, it's kind of like your last shot in the welcome series where it's like, hey, if you haven't purchased yet, this is an item that most beginners with our brand really love to purchase. And we would recommend you purchasing it for reasons A, B, C. And later on, here's a discount around it so that you can purchase it. We're kind of wanting to give you a foot in the door to our brand so that you can become a loyal customer. So that's really kind of the the approach around it. And we typically find that talking or pre-selling the best seller of your brand is a really effective way to to kind of to kind of get forth cuz if you're just selling a random product or just talking about a random product that like you as the CEO or you as the marketer for this brand really like, it's not really likely that the person will make a purchase, but if you're talking about your best seller where you have tons of customer reviews and loads of your loyal customers are really big about that particular product, you'll catch the attention of the subscriber a little more. Like we had mentioned for email number two, you want to let your people do the talking. You want to let your customer base do the talking and and kind of spread uh, the goodness about your brand. And so when you sell your best selling product in these emails, you're letting your customers do the talking, your customer base. So that's for email six, seven, and eight. And then we kind of reach email number nine, which is optional. But if you're looking for a solid way to get feedback and find ways to improve your approach, to new potential customers, then we would strongly recommend using this email, which uh, Vera will go over this optional email for us at the very end of your welcome series. Yeah, thanks, Alyssa. But before I go there, um, I just want to add a few things on the like the content emails that you were uh, talking about. Mm-hmm. So uh, basically for some of my clients, sometimes we are not even doing the product specific content. It can be just something like generic, but something that you know for sure that it will be interesting and relevant to your customers. So I had this like luxury watches brand that we were wi- working with together. So in this email, in email number six, we were basically talking about the top things to lose 
look for in a luxury watch. So we were talking about the materials and like good types of the watches and stuff like that. So just like a generic educational content and we were not pushing like any specific products or anything. It's just like to give them some kind of value to give your customers some kind of value and to start building that, continue actually building that um, connection with them as well. So, um, and also for me, I was surprised that this, like the cross-sell emails, they often work just really, really good. Basically for me, I was surprised that when you are giving the customer just like one option and you're saying like, hey, here's this watch and you have 15% off for this particular watch, I was surprised that they were buying. Mm -hmm. And then I started like digging a bit and it's, I think it's called the choice paralysis or something like that. So when you are giving your customers a lot, a lot of different options, they starting like to contemplate about the options, they start (laughs) comparing and stuff like that. And then they end up not buying anything. And that's actually one of the reasons why Costco as a brand is so successful. Because if you think about it, when you go to Costco, you go there and they have like two brands of ketchup, like one Costco brand and one like non-Costco brand. That's it. And you just have like two options to choose from. And basically the same works for this email as well. So you are not giving them options. You are just giving them the discount for one specific product. And guys, you will be surprised how well it works. And again, it won't work for all of the brands because not all of the brands have this like one hero product. But for the brands who do have this like one best, best, bestseller, this is the great way to like approach it. Yeah. And back to email number nine. So as Alyssa mentioned, email number nine is very optional. And uh, probably if you haven't like converted the person by email number nine, they have something to tell you. Uh, So email (laughs) number nine is the optional survey. And basically in this survey, we are trying to ask them, hey, what is the reason why didn't you buy from us? Was it the price? Was it the marketing? Uh, maybe you didn't find what you were looking for, or maybe you didn't um, you didn't find the color or the, or the size, or you didn't like the fit or, or else. So we're trying to get as much information from your customer at this point as possible. So if they haven't purchased from you by email number nine, chances are they will not buy from from you at all. Mm -hmm. But these are your like the best, best critics. They can give you some like information, like what should be improved or what are your areas that can be like overlooked by you. So again, this is very optional and you can do it as simple as the Google form, which costs you basically nothing. You just like set it up, you add the link to the call to action button and you have the awesome survey. Or you can purchase this like fancy survey software. But um, yeah, so it's it's up to you. Uh, So basically there you have it the most important pre-purchase emails that you need in your welcome series to drive the sales. Alyssa, maybe let's just give the quick overview again, because I feel like we talked a lot about. So let's just like summarize what are those emails. So yeah, yeah, the sure. email number one is the welcome email. So this is where you are going to just welcome and thank the subscriber for showing interest in your brand. And uh, you're just kind of given that initial first impression of who your brand is. So email number two is your social proof email. So your testimonials before and after user generated content and stuff like that. Email number three is your social call to action. And this is where you are asking your subscribers to join your social media communities or just general communities that you have established for your customer base. Yeah. And only after that, you can uh, start sending the discount. So email number 
number four and five are your side-wide promotional discounts. And then for email number six, seven, and eight, this is where you're going to provide some kind of valuable content, either generically or for your bestseller. And then you'll provide two emails following that with a discount for your bestseller and then a, a reminder for that discount of the bestseller. Yeah, and the email number nine is your survey. Again, it's very optional, but basically you want to ask your customers, what was the reason why didn't you purchase from us? And you can get that information and start improving your marketing and your overall brand. So that's basically it. The most important pre-purchase emails that you need in your welcome series to drive sales. And making an amazing first impression is very important in email marketing. And believe us, if you implement this little strategy, you'll boost your sales tremendously and you'll see a lot of conversions. You'll start um, like generating um, some revenue. So try this strategy. It's proven. It worked for so many of our clients. And this is a very, very minimum that you can do to start generating some money. And once you do, let us know. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We'd love to hear some feedback. Um, So along with your feedback about how your pre-purchase email sequence is working for you, or if you have any questions, just make sure that you send all of that through to us by using flowium.com slash ask. Um, That link is in the description. Typically, what we do is we read through the feedback, which we love just to see um, how the how e-commerce email marketing is working for your brands. But also we like seeing your questions and uh, we're more than happy to go ahead and answer questions at the end of every episode every week. So make sure that you keep sending through your questions. Make sure that you send us your feedback because we love reading through all of it. Oh, and don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. And if you guys want to get involved in an awesome community of email marketers and e-commerce business owners, make sure to join us at flowing.com slash community. So this is an awesome, super engaged community. If you have any questions, if you need any help with anything, just like join us and we'll have a lot of fun. Yeah, I love watching all the engagement in that community. It's a lot of fun. If you are interested in getting some more advice on how to establish a solid email marketing strategy for your e-commerce store, make sure that you visit us at flowium.com slash contact. You can sign up for a free consultation where you'll be able to chat with one of us about not necessarily Vera and I, but someone from our Flowium team. And they'll be able to kind of give you some more feedback on what your email marketing strategy should look like, what's going to fit best for your brand. And uh, we'll be able to give you some more pro tips and some more advice on on how to execute all of that. As a note, all of the resources that we use to create today's podcast episode can be found on our website at flowium.com slash podcast. If you click on each podcast episodes page, you'll be able to see the list of resources there. If you are new to Clavio or you're wanting to try any of the suggestions that we've mentioned in any of our last seven episodes out for yourself, you um, can use this as a very helpful resource. We also offer a course where we cover everything that you need to master Clavio. This course can be accessed by visiting the products page of our Flowium website. So Flowium website is very handy, very resourceful. Make sure you check it out because there are tons of things that you can use in order to kind of facilitate and ease your creation of an email marketing strategy and uh, what the optimization of that is going to look like moving forward for your particular brand. Also, next week, we have a very special guest on our show, the Einstein of email marketing himself, Andre Boychuk. He also happens to be the owner and creator of Flowium. He's our boss and the go-to for all things email marketing. Uh, we've even had members of the Clavio support team <laughs> actually reference his infamous Clavio how-to email videos on YouTube, which is really cool. We had to beg him to be on the show. So please make sure that you 
you don't miss it. We're really excited to have him. And he's uh, he's very enthusiastic and uh, and really loves email marketing. And you can tell through the way that he talks about it. So uh, it'll be a very entertaining episode to listen into. So make sure that you don't miss it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that podcast yeah, a lot. <laughs> so thanks for listening, you guys. And we hope to see you next week. It's going to be a lot of fun. So join in. Bye. Thanks, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to Email Einstein. Can you feel that? Your marketing brain just got a little bit bigger. We ask that you please use it wisely. You've got all the theory you need to get out there and start boosting your sales. Because great emails equals revenue squared. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to claim your free ebook and learn how to drive conversions with UGC in 2024. From fresh ways to use UGC on your website to revenue pooling email strategy. Discover actionable insights to master your UGC game in 2024. Stop missing out. Go to flowroom.com slash UGC and download this ebook for free.